ready? Everybody say, buckle up. Buckle up. All right. Uh, okay, so check it out. Uh, what is your natural reflex? Think about this for a minute. What, what's your natural reflex? Let's just say that uh, somebody n- just comes up and knocks you upside the head, just comes up out of the blue and just smacks you on the head. How, how do you respond? Or, or what about this? Let's say that you are falsely accused and hauled into court. What, what's your natural reflex? You know, or uh, here, here's one maybe a lot of us can deal with uh, or relate, relate to, you know, but just some jack wagon expects you to carry his workload on the job. Always wanting you to do his stuff. Or, 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 or you got somebody that just comes to you and they, and they, and they just ask and, ask and ask and ask and ask and ask and ask. And they're always wanting to borrow your stuff. What's the natural reflex? And, 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 and I wonder, just be thinking about that for a minute, but I also want to throw this one out there. Uh, uh, think about this. What, what if you suddenly had a shift in your character, in, in the way you do life, and what if you suddenly decided to pour everything you could possibly get your hands on in, into blessing others and refused to live off of anything except the leftovers. I wonder what kind of a life change that would be. You know, sometimes we think about coming to Jesus and, and, and living God life. You know, Jesus came. It's really awesome, you know, because John 10.10, most of us are very familiar with that verse. John 10.10, it says, the thief comes, kill, steal, destroy. But I, Jesus said, I, I, I came that you might have life and have it in abundance to the top till it's overflowing. You know, that life, that God life is, it's not just a different level of your life. It's, it's God's lifestyle that you would, that you would have the, the same life, more life than death, more joy than sorrow, more peace than chaos, more hope than despair, more provision than lack, more healing than sickness. It's not that you'd never experience death, but that the life in you would swallow up the death. It's not that you'd never know chaos, but that the peace of God that passes all understanding would, would motivate you and carry you right through the middle of the chaos, and the chaos would lose its grip. Man, man, man it's, not, it's, not, it's not the lack of, of need, but it's the fact that, the, that, that God's prospering you in every step of your journey, and that, that all of a sudden, that you, you, you know, the thing you keep running out of is worry. You, you, you try to worry, and you can't. You know, my God, this is the life that Jesus came to give you. He came to give you a life that just blows your mind. It's like, oh my gosh, this God is real. Sometimes we come and we act like what we get out of this is a t-shirt and a bumper sticker. You know, and, and that's about the only proof that we have. I'm telling you that God is not intimidated by your situation. He's not made nervous because something's gone sideways in your life. That happens to everybody. Jesus actually, you know, he instructed us to be of good cheer because in this world there's going to be tribulation, but be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. Don't, don't, don't freak out because of the trip. Don't, don't. Don't, don't get sidetracked because of the trouble. Don't, don't get overwhelmed because of the problem. I've overcome all of that. Man, if you, do you get that? That if you're in Christ, you're already a world overcomer. If any man, if any man be in Christ, he's brand new. He's a new species altogether. All that old stuff, man, that gets to pass away. And there's a brand new life. There, there's a new life. But you've got to learn to live it. I said you've got to learn to live it. Some of us, you know, we, we've accepted entrance into God life. We just have never moved there. It, it's, like, it's like you were in prison and all, all the locks have been taken off the door, but you're afraid to leave. 
Because, you know, this is your comfort zone. This is, this is the world that you've been in. And, and, and it can be scary. You know, when, when, you're, when you're walking a new path, it's easy to assume you're lost. Because you're at a place you ain't never been before. But, but, but you're not alone. And you're not, you're not on your own. And the Holy Spirit's going to lead you and guide you. And, and, and he's going to take you places that, that you ain't never been before. But you've got to be willing to go. Amen. Look at somebody say, I'm willing. You, you know, what, I think one of the things that, uh, that Jesus really attempted to do was to uh, teach his disciples spiritual reflex, that, that they wouldn't have natural reflex. You know, that, that, that the natural man, if, if, you don't, if you don't renew your mind, the natural man, you're just going to have, he's just going to produce natural reflex. Somebody hits you on the head, what are you going to do? You punch him in the throat. Right? So, somebody always expects you to carry their load. What do you do? You drive over the, you know, their body with their car. You, I mean, you, you know, you got to do what you got to do. And, and that's a natural reflex. And trust me, I can relate to those. You know, I've had some. And, and I know that's shocking, but I've had some. And, and you know, it used to be, used to be you didn't want to honk at me. You know, I mean, you didn't want to say hi, eh, and honk, because, you know, man, that, I don't know what it was. I, you know, I don't know the, 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 you know, how to describe it in the, the physiological term, you know, and how the brain works and all that stuff. But, man, it used to be, you know, there was one time I wasn't two blocks from the church when somebody honked at me and, and had a carload of kids, and it was snowing, and I was going to prove to them without, without talking about it, I was going to just, you know, teach them like patience or something. That was my goal. Is I, my thought was I'll teach them a lesson, and I won't use words. That was literally my thought, and, and it's snowing hard, and, this, and, you know, we don't get a lot of snow, and most people here don't know how to drive in it, so instead of pulling out into traffic quickly, I just waited for the appropriate moment. Somebody behind me just, you know, they didn't think that was necessary, so they honked, and, and, and I found myself standing alongside their car. What? Do you need something? And I mean, and their window was cracked about that far. And the, and the, you know. And they had their fillet of fish in their hand, you know, and they're freaking out. And, uh, you, know, it, you know, it's like, hey, you don't want to honk. But then God delivered me, you know, and he's like, hey, that's the wrong reflex. And so he started working on me. Now you honk all you want. I just don't hear you. <laughs> thank God for spiritual reflex. I said, thank God for spiritual reflex. See, some of you felt like almost rejected because you honked and I didn't even wave. You should be thankful. Let me shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Okay, so, so God's, God's trying to, to, to change our reflex to life. Check this out in Matthew 5. Matthew 5, 38. He said, uh, you've heard it said that uh, punishment ought to match the injury. An eye for an eye or a tooth for a tooth. He said, but I'm telling you, don't resist an evil person. If someone slaps you on the cheek, if they walk up and knock you upside the head, what do you do? Offer the other cheek also. If you're sued in court and your sh shirt's taken, uh, give him your coat too. Uh, how about this one? He said, if a soldier demands that you carry his gear for a mile, don't walk one mile in bondage. Go two in freedom. Yeah. Give to those who ask. Don't turn away from those who want to borrow. I love this verse in the Passion. It says, learn to generously share what you have with those who ask for help. Don't close your heart to the one who comes to borrow. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a different lifestyle. It's a different mentality. 
It's a different set of reflexes that, that you won't have if you don't develop them, it, right? You, you, you can't be, you, you know, like just floating through life. You got to get intentional. You know, you want to grow. You got to engage. And a lot of us, you know, we, 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 tend to, we tend to think like evolutionists instead of creationists. And we think that things are just going to evolve, like everything's just going to finally someday, it'll just all come together and it'll just all pan out and, it, and, and everything will just be bliss. And all I have to do is, is sit here and, and just kind of wish that things work out and, and do my best to, you know, and, man, and in faith circles, and I'm a faith guy, but sometimes, you know, we, we abuse, you know, we abuse faith because we don't understand that faith requires work. You know, that's in the Bible. That if you got faith but you ain't got work, you ain't got nothing, right? And so, you, you know, you got, you got to put that, you know, I tried faith, it didn't work. No, you, faith tried you and you wouldn't work. You know, you, you got to go to work. And, and you know, and what are you going to do when the instruction that you hear from God, when, when the insight, the revelation, the answer, what do you do when, when all of that comes but it's contrary to your way of doing things? You know, when, when you've, you've experienced what you consider to be, you know, success, and, but, but how many you know that God's definition of success and yours probably differ? And it's not that godly success is going to be less than, you know, he is able to do exceeding abundantly above and beyond anything you can ask, think, or even imagine. But that's according to the power that you go to work with, Amen. And so, you know, but what do you do when, when the insight that God gives you is contrary to your expertise? You know, you, you, you're going to have to be obedient to God. You're going to have to submit to God. This is one of the ways we honor God. And obedience isn't about the act itself. It's the position it puts us in. You think about Jesus and all the miraculous things he did, but most of the time he had somebody do something. Why? Because it repositioned them. It put them in the position to actually receive something. See, a lot of us, again, you know, we're, we're thinking, you know, I, I mean, seriously, how many of you guys got, got in bed one night and, and, and went to sleep, woke up the next morning, and the bed was already made? That only happened to me one time, and I thought it was, it, it evolved. No, it was Shelby tired of waiting on me. It's like, you know, what the deal is, is that it's not just going to come together. We got we, we, we to participate, amen? I, I want to show you a story in 2 Kings Chapter 4, a lot of people are very familiar with this. It says, the wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha. And she said, your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that he revered the Lord, but now his, his creditor's coming. This, this seems rash, but it's all legal. Okay, they, they actually, the creditor actually has a legal right to come and take her two boys in, in, into slavery. And, and uh, the prophet, he replies, let's see, how can I help you? Uh, what do you have in your house? And she said, your, your servant has nothing there at all except, I got, I got, a, I got a small jar of oil. This isn't the cooking oil. This is uh, the anointing oil. She, she, and, and so it's got, it's got a little value to it, but it's just a little jar, just got a little jar of oil. And look at what he said to her. He said, go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. And then go inside and shut the door behind you, you and your sons, and pour the oil into all the jars, and as each is filled, put it to one side. So she left him, and she shut the door behind her and her sons, and they brought the jars, and she kept pouring. And when all the jars were full, she said to her son, bring me another one. He said, there's no more left. 
And that's when the oil stopped flowing. And so she went and told the man of God, and he said, go sell the oil and pay your debts. You and your sons can live on what's left over. Okay. First, understand this, that there are moments in life when the, the result that's headed our way isn't actually the devil. I mean, I, I like to blame him for stuff. But I actually think he likes taking credit for stuff he had nothing to do with. You know, not, not every time you face a challenge... Not every time is it the devil. Sometimes life just generates tough results. And this woman is in a situation where the results are pretty tough. And because of the course of life, man, people are coming and, and they're going to take my kids into bondage. And see, and, and there's, this, this passage is so full of, uh, of uh, you know, it, it's pictures of things that, that apply to our life. See, because her children represented the future. And see, some of you guys, because of the course of your life, you're in a place where when you look at the future, it's under somebody else's control. It's like my, my future has been taken from my grip. I've lost the future that I could have had because of the decisions that I made. I, I, I've lost the opportunity and the potential to, to, to really, you know, uh, experience the life that God called me to and created me for, but it's, but it's really, it's my fault. I, I've done dumb things. I've made bad decisions. I, I've made wrong choices. I've performed wrong actions. I've had the wrong attitude. Can I get a witness, anybody in here? You, you know, I've had moments when, when it, that wasn't what it's supposed to be, and bondage is for real. Hey, come on, somebody. Bondage is for real, and she's, and she, but she's going to the, to the man of God, and he's, He's going to give her the word of God, and, and, and it's interesting. He says, well, what do you got to work with? And she says, there ain't not, I ain't got nothing. There's no hope. All I got is this one bit of oil that's in this little container in, in my house. And can I just tell you today that you are the container and that you've been given the Holy Spirit, and I'm telling you that you have the oil of God on the inside of your house. You have everything that you need, and it's already perfected. The Bible says that God has already given us everything that's needed for life and godliness. The, the, the same life that God put into Jesus Christ, he put inside of you. You have the same ability to demonstrate Satan's defeat that, that, that Jesus walked in and operated in. You got the power of God on the inside of you. You have access to God himself. Man, you get the word of God, you end up with the thoughts of God. You think the thoughts of God, you'll see the images that God sees. You see that, you'll know the direction to go. Come on, somebody. And he said, here's what you're going to do is what you need to do is start finding empty vessels. Everybody say empty vessels. And, 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 you know, if I had a lot of time, I think I could preach about a week revival on this passage alone. And, and empty vessels, let me tell you, when you're coming into, into the presence of God, what you want to come, you want to come as an empty vessel. Because if you come in and you think you're full, then God can't add anything to you. But if you empty yourself out, man, I'm telling you, he can fill you up. But he said, what, what I want you to do is I want you to go find empty vessels and gather them in and, and get the boys and get your family involved. Come on, guys. Some of you guys need to get your kids involved. I said, some of you need to get your kids involved. You know, you, you need to tell them, hey, we're going to, as for me and my house, we're serving God. Come on, let's do this thing God's way. 
You know this doesn't make a whole lot of sense, right? I mean, we know the end of the story, so it kind of makes sense to us right now. But she didn't know the end of the story. When you don't know the end of the story, usually what God's telling you to do doesn't make any sense at all. You know, Romans 8, 6 says that to be carnally minded is death and destruction, right? To be, I like the Amplified. It says to be carnally minded, which is sense and reason without the Holy Spirit. See, a lot of things that God's telling us to do, they don't make any sense. It, they, I, I don't understand the reasoning behind that. And, 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 and you know, it's, it's hard to get myself out of the way because I think I'm pretty smart. I'm not like you guys. See, I think I'm always right. If I didn't think I was right, I wouldn't do what I did. I don't do it knowing I'm wrong. Hello? I don't think it, it probably, I'd like to say that none of us in the room do stuff knowing, if you're doing stuff that you know is wrong, well, you already know how to improve your life. Knock it off. I mean, you know, you, you could have total life transformation in one easy step. Stop it. But it's, it's like, man, you know, God starts telling you to do something. It's like, it's like when he told Peter, launch out in the deep and let's, let's fish. It, 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 it don't make any sense. I know what I'm doing here. What do you do when God speaks to you on the job, but what he tells you to do don't make any sense? And he tells you, hey, reach out. There's an empty vessel. Look at that guy. There's a guy. He ain't got nothing. Bring him in. What are you talking about that guy? I don't like that guy. He ain't got nothing I need. Well, it ain't about what he's got that you need. It's what you got that he's going to need. And he said, man, I want you to start looking for empty vessels. I want you to find empty vessels. I want you to bring them in. And here's what's crazy is that the prophet didn't go find them for her. He didn't stand in the house and pour the oil. He said, what I want you to do is I want you to get these vessels and bring them into the house and close the door. And can I just tell you that what's going on behind closed doors is going to impact what happens out in the future. The, 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 what, what, you're doing, what you're doing in private impacts the future. Well, I only, did it, I only did it once. Isn't that kind of how the enemy messes with us? That's just one time. Just one time. Just one time. You know, Halloween's this month, right? How about we play trick or truth? You like that, OJ? Yeah. How about we play trick or truth for just a second? Hey, it's, it's just one time. See, what he doesn't tell you is one time is all it takes. Just one time is all it takes. You know, uh, well, it doesn't really matter. Really, the, that's the trick. The truth is that your future depends on it. You know, you got to get behind closed doors and develop and grow and engage. And, and, and as she began to pour what she had into the empty vessels, you know, we know the story. She started filling up jars. And she started seeing miraculous, you know, flow. There, this is crazy. This is nuts. It, does, it doesn't make sense. But when you do what God tells you to do, can I tell you that when you begin to pour into others, that's what unlocks the value of what you possess. 
And, 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 you know, and this is why, you know, I asked you, what would happen if you decided I'm going to take everything I can get my hands on and pour it into others, and, and, and I'm going to refuse to live off of anything except the leftovers? You do realize that her leftovers were multiplied versions of what she started with. It was bigger than everything she had at the beginning. And I'm telling you that God's wanting to take you to a place where your life is overflowing in every realm, and it's going to be more than you had when you started, but it's not about getting others to pour into you. It's about you getting a mind to pour into others. And we're, we're surrounded with so many opportunities. I don't know if you've picked up on it, but, you know, suffering humanity is stinking everywhere. There's people on your row probably that could use, you know, a little encouragement. There, there's people in your neighborhood that, that are without hope. And they look to their future and all they see is bondage. But if you have a collision with the power of God, the love of God, you, you know, 3 John, it's one of those verses, you know, chapter, the third chapter, the second verse, uh, uh, it, it says, no, it's the, yeah, it's the first chapter. There is only one chapter, right? So it's the third verse. And uh, he said, Beloved, here's my prayer. And, this is, and he said, uh, you know, above everything else, this is what I'm praying, is that, that you'd prosper, that you'd be in health, even as your soul prospers. That you'd prosper and be in health. And, you know, man, prosperity, who doesn't want that? You know, but, but yet there's a lot of people that's like, well, you, you know, see, it's trick or truth. See, the, the, enemy, the enemy wants you to think that, uh, you know, hey, don't go for prosperity. That's just greed. No, greed is getting just enough for you. Greed is having just enough for you to, to live, just enough for you to, you know, to, to maybe touch one of your dreams every now and then. That's greed. Man, you know what? In order, you know, for every person in the room that's, you know, in our service, every person that's in the room, we give a dollar that goes to help feed kids around the world. It only costs 10 bucks a month, you know, to, to feed and educate and provide medical care for a child. 10 bucks a month? I mean, what is that? That's like two passes through Starbucks? Or if there's, you know, if that's if you go alone. And if you're alone, you're already greedy. <laughs> you know, it's just too easy. It's just too easy to bless others, but it's not our natural reflex. See, we 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 have been we have been uh, trained, shaped. Uh, we we come to church to get something. Well, wait a minute. What if you came to bless something? Can I encourage you? You know, uh, see, here, here's, here's, the, here's the bottom line is that, it, and, and we really believe this, that if, if we can get people in the room, we can help them. Like their life will be better. And they're going to receive. You're going to receive. So you don't have to worry about that part. What you have to do is you have to start training yourself. You have to get intentional about who can I bless? Who can I help? Who can I encourage? Who can, I, who can I elevate? 
who, who could God flow? Who could, you know, who, could, who could I pour into? Who's an empty vessel that doesn't need to leave my presence empty? Because the God in me is big enough to, to, to change your life. Man, and, and I mean, it only makes, it's just common sense in, in, in a way, but let me just say it. You know, if I didn't believe that, we wouldn't be here right now. Right? See, I just believe that the God in me is big enough to change you. That, that, that the God that, that, that interrupted my life, he can interrupt yours, and he'll make your life better. And I just believe that, that you know what? He can prosper you, and, 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 and he can give you health in your body, and, and he, he, can, he can cause your soul, the way you think, the way you feel, to be radically changed and improved by his power. You know, you really ought to be celebrating. You ought to be going, thank you, God, because you know what? I come in here, and there are areas of my life that, that have me concerned. But what I got to do is take my mind off of that. I got to learn to cast all my care and just throw it up on his lap and say, okay, God, I'm your instrument. Let's go to work. Let's go to work. Come on, what would happen if we had that mindset? What would happen if we as a body decided, hey, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take everything we can get our hands on, we're going to pour it into others, and we're just going to live off the leftovers. Well, here's what's going to happen is your life's going to get better and better and better because the leftovers are way bigger than what you started with. Okay, so you got to get this, that, that you have, you have it in you. See, if you're in Christ, you got it in you. I said, you've got it in you. You are, you, you are the container. You got, you got the presence of God. You got the spirit of God. And you can pour into others. You can pour into others, and, re, and, and the value in you will begin to multiply. The value in you will begin to multiply. But it doesn't do any good to run around in public trying to pour into others what you haven't prepared in private. So you got to get in that place where you get in and close the door behind you. you got to find that spot where it just becomes you and him. Where he has the liberty to add the ingredients that are needed to make life really happen. I'm not talking about more of your life. I'm talking about his life. You know, that, that verse, 3 John, Beloved, I wish, I pray, that you prosper, be in health, that your soul prospers. See, it starts with beloved, be loved. Be loved. You know, we sang about it this morning, the overwhelming, never-ending love of God that, that kicks walls down, that fights, that fights for you, that eradicates the shadows that, man, that love, you got to let that love be the empowering agent. You got to let God love you. I said, you got to let God love you. And see, here's the trick. Oh, you've already experienced that. Let me tell you the truth. You ain't never seen the fullness of the love of God. None of us have. He just continues to pour it out and pour it out and take us to new depths and new levels. Today, would you, would, would you let him just love you? Would you let him love you enough that it changes you? 
that it changes your natural reflex. It, it, you know what I'm praying? I'm praying that when, when you just respond, when you see a reflection that doesn't look like Jesus, that you'd notice. And you go, whoa, that wasn't Jesus. And that you'd become intentional and begin to do life God's way. I mean, that you'd want it, that you want it, that you'd recognize, hey, my life will be better when I live it his way. But not only my life, but I'll be positioned that if I can find an empty vessel, he'll empower me to fill it. What if we get to the point where we say, bring us another one, and they say, there aren't any more. Shoot, man, that means we can impact all the Tri-Cities. No one left untouched. Amen? No one left untouched. Come on, bow your head. Let me pray for you. Father, today, work in us. Change us from the inside out, God. Father, as we continue to press in to, to allow you to rearrange our lives, our, our thought patterns, our belief systems, God, we, we desire to be a reflection of you. And while, while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, you, you might be going through life and you're doing life your way. Today, I, I, in, in just a second, I, I want to invite you to join us. We're all going to pray a prayer together. Everybody in the room is going to pray it. But if you're sitting here and your life is not in alignment with God, I want you to make this prayer a personal prayer. I want you to pray it as if it were just you and Jesus talking. And, and I'm telling you that the, that the end result that God has for your life, you want it. You don't want to keep living life your way. You want to go, you, you, you want to go after him and his way. So I'm, I'm begging you, make this prayer yours today. Because you need things to change. You need a different end result. And, and he's, he's going to change everything, but you've got you to give him ownership. You've got to give him the opportunity. And so what I'm going to ask you to do, if you're in this room today and your life isn't right with God, this is the point in this service. And everything that we've done this week leads up to this moment right here. And so what I'm going to ask you to do is, is man, I'm going to give my life to Jesus today. I'm going to get real with God because I need God to get real with me. And what I'm going to ask you to do, it, it might sound a little tough, but it's not that big a deal. It's really not that hard. And, and, and uh, lots of people have done it. Lots and lots of people have already done it. And, and, uh, but, but we've been praying for you, and we're just glad you're here. I just want to, I, I want the honor to agree with you in prayer. So what I'm going to have you do right now, if you're ready, if you're ready to turn your life over to Jesus Christ, what I want you to do is I just want you to stand to your feet right where you are. I'm not going to call you forward or anything, but I just want you to take a stand for God. It's awesome. Come on, just stand to your feet right now. I need, I need God to work in my life. Just push yourself up. This is awesome. This is awesome. Just stay standing for a minute. We're all going to pray. This is awesome. Well, why do I have to stand? If you can't stand in here, you're never going to be able to stand out there. And it's like, hey, God, 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 God is wanting to do amazing things in all of our lives, but, you know, we, we, we got to learn to just, hey, this is, what does obedience do? It puts us in a different position. 
And, and, and guys, uh, wh while you're sitting there, just again, with heads bowed and eyes closed, we'll just, just pray for a minute, because I just feel like there's, there's one or two more that you just need, you, you know, it's like you're teetering, you're, you're like, well, you know, I'm standing on the inside, I'm waiting for it to manifest on the outside, come on, I want to give you this moment, just, just take a stand for God today, and God, I, we're in here as a family, behind closed doors, and I'll, I'll stand for you. Just going to wait. One, there you go. So awesome. Thank you, Jesus. I want everybody in the room pray this. Pray it really loud. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. So I receive it right now. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. Now give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. I choose to live for you. Every day of my life, I start right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Come on, everybody, celebrate. You guys can be seated. Thank you so much.